Kia ora, welcome to the Catch Podcast where we discuss issues that affect missional communities and church plants. I'm Scotty Reeve, I'm the head of the Catch Network um, and I spend my life helping missional communities and churches to renew themselves. Kia ora, I'm Jazz, I live in community here in Wellington and I'm also a law student. Uh, Scotty, why are we here? Yeah, why are we here? Well, we are really lucky here in Wellington and Te Whanganui Atara to be surrounded by people with an enormous amount of wisdom and experience creating communities like the ones we're talking about. And uh, late last year, I started thinking about all the concepts we take for granted here. And every time I thought of one, I wrote it down on a notepad. And by the end of the year, I had 70 concepts written down. And so our desire really is to grab some of the great things we take for granted that we talk about all the time and to share those with a wider audience. And I've invited you, Jazz, to join me. Why are you here? Well, Scotty, you're a 37-year-old man and I'm a 20-year-old woman. So I guess I'm here to offer the perspective of my generation, but also to ask some questions that maybe our listeners would be wondering. Yeah, exactly. So the reality is that uh, sometimes I get talking and you'll hear I go for a while and sometimes I miss things or I say things which um, you may not agree with. And so Jazz is going to be the voice of reason here in the room for my rants. Is that right? Hopefully. We'll we'll see. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. All right, let's get into it. Jez, can I start by telling you a few stories from recently? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. A few crazy things have been happening recently. Um, Late last year, I was sitting outside a cafe in Wellington. I've been praying through the Psalms recently, and so studying the Psalms, and I'd finished doing this. I put my Bible to my side and uh, just had it sitting there. I think I was reading another book or something like that, and my Bible has on it uh, this picture of a Celtic cross Mm. kind of embossed in this fake leather and the guy sitting opposite me said to me, that's a cool Bible. I said, oh, yeah, it is kind of cool. And we got chatting and he would have been about early 20s. And I said, oh, what, what do you believe? And he said, oh, well, I grew up without any kind of faith tradition, but I'm super curious. Mm. Um, and we kept chatting. And at the end of the conversation, I kind of got up the guts and said, hey, would you like to meet up every two or three weeks and we can talk about Jesus? And he goes, yeah, sure, that would be awesome. So since kind of December, me and this total stranger have been catching up, um, having conversations about Jesus. A few weeks um, after this, I got a friend who works at a local restaurant in in town, and he uh, had got to know the bartender at the restaurant he works at quite well. And he's hanging out with this bartender. One night, there's a lull in the shift, and they've been talking about faith a bunch. Um, And he suddenly gets this impulse to grab a glass of wine and a wheat bix and have communion with the bartender (laughs) behind the bar. So in the middle of this like trendy Wellington bar, they break bread, and um, he tells the guy what it's about. I'm like, that's so unusual. And then recently, um, I had another kind of a, a crazy incident. I sprained my ankle, as I've um, several times recently, and I turned up at this meditation group, which I'm a part of with some kind of local New Age people. And uh, at the start of the group, it was Holy Week, being led by one of the other people who's not a person of faith. And they said, all right, um, there's a couple of different ways you can meditate tonight. They said, one of them, you could do breath meditation. I was like, yep, sure, standard kind of approach. And they said, well, the other one is you could reflect on the Easter story. And I thought, that's weird, okay. And so we started going around the circle talking about how everyone's week had been going. And then it got to someone and she goes, I don't actually know the Easter story. 
Scotty, you must know the Easter story. So for eight to ten minutes in this like secular meditation group, I get to share the gospel during Holy Week. Mm-hmm. We go in to meditate um, in the chapel. And if you looked in, you would have seen me doing the same thing as everybody else. But what I was actually doing is, is praying for the people in that room and asking God for pictures or words or understanding about what was going on for each of them. And uh, so we finish our time of meditation, and I've had this picture for one of the people in the room. And my feeling was, I can't actually, this is not the space where I can just share this. So I said, you know, God, I really need you to create an opening for this. And it turns out that this particular woman um, kind of does that kind of where physio meets energy healing kind of thing. Mm, And so she says to me at like the end of it, she says, hey, I could take a look at your ankle. And I'm thinking, I want to share what Jesus is doing. But yeah, you can energy heal my ankle. (laughs) (laughs) So we're sitting, um, we end up sitting for about an hour um, outside the chapel while she's massaging my ankle. And then um, questions of faith come up and I get to share that I saw this picture of Jesus come up to her and grab her hands and his and and he was grounding her. And she says, oh my gosh, partway through meditation, I felt this strange desire to put out my hands and I felt this total peace. Anyway, I tell you these three stories because when I first lived in central Wellington um, 15 years ago, this was not the climate we lived in. Mm. It was Richard Dawkins Central, like it was the God delusion. It was militant atheism. I always think one of the best ways to know the spiritual temperature of Wellington is to read the bathroom stalls in Midnight Espresso. <laughs> they always have like a great yeah. picture of like of what people are feeling because it's scribbled on the walls there. But I'm seeing the shift and and wondering if people are beginning to be hungry again for God in a way that maybe we haven't seen them before. Mm. And what I've been interested to discover is that this is not just a case of the Pentecostal in me feeling like emotional or hyped up, um, but that actually there is some kind of research around this stuff. Mm. There's an interesting an economic historian, a um, guy by the name of Fogel, who in 2000 wrote about the different great awakenings in the, the history of the US. And he said this, he said, renewals are the results not of depressions, wars, or epidemics, but of critical disjunctions in our self-understanding. They are not brief outbursts of mass emotionalism by one group or another, but profound cultural transformations affecting all peoples and extending over a generation or more. Awakenings begin in periods of cultural distortion and grave personal distress. When we lose faith in the legitimacy of our norms, the viability of our institutions, and the authority of our leaders in church and state. And I was, um, I was reading this quote, and I was quite gripped by it because it seemed to me that it almost like perfectly described our moment. Mm. So it summarizes awakenings is happening in times of periods of cultural distortion and grave personal distress. And I'm like, yes, we totally live in that moment, eh? Like, who mm. do you know who doesn't have anxiety at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> Jazz, do you see grave personal distress around you? Do you see people like personally like a little bit more frazzled and fried than they normally would be? Yeah, absolutely. You were talking about the massive rise in anxiety over the last decade and a rise in kind of cynicism mm. against the state and the way our country's run. Mm. And yeah, there's totally a sense of that um, at uni and amongst my friends. And I think maybe people just feel disillusioned. We we live in this time where we expect that we're in a constant state of progression and we're sort of supposed to be reaching this social utopia, but mm. we don't seem to have got there. No. Um, people are feeling let down by that. 
Mm. It's really interesting, eh? There's one of the climate activist groups at the moment have been putting posters around town that say no one is coming to save us. Mm. You know, obviously, like, I get I get what they're saying, you know, that actually we need to take action on climate change. But I just thought, isn't that just the cry of the age mm. in a lot of ways, eh? That actually, like, there is this desire for liberation, for salvation, for Messiah to come and, and this deep despondency that no one is coming to save us. For me, I feel like the uh, a couple of months ago, you know, there was a moment where I think I was going for a walk somewhere and I just had this memory of times where I've been somewhere and there's been worship music playing and I've just got lost in it and kind of never wanted to leave that space. Mm. But as life has got busier and work's got busier and I have a kid and all these things, you know, it it sort of like had fallen into the background. But there was a part of me that really like hungered for just those spaces, mm. being near God and not want to go. And, and so recently we've started to pull together a, a prayer meeting of a few of us who are feeling that hunger too. Mm. Um, and so I think you're right, that hunger's coming up and you know, Fogel continues beyond that personal distress, talks about like the loss of faith and the legitimacy of our norms, mm-hmm. eh? And I mean, through COVID, eh, how many times did we hear that phrase, like the new normal? Mm. <laughs> you see with the likes of Donald Trump that there was this constant discussion about the violation of democratic norms, eh? Mm. That the things that have been just common decency sort of going out the window. Um, loss of faith in the viability of our institutions. You know, like you can't really imagine what happened on Parliament lawn a year or two ago having happened 10 years ago um, and loss of faith in the authority of our leaders in church and state. Like we're watching the mega church just have this total implosion at the moment, eh? Mm. So to me, this is like so much the moment that we're in. Um, from Fogel's kind of, you know, economic sociological point of view, he'd say this is a moment that is kind of ripe for an awakening. So I think this is a really, really exciting time. And we're going to spend these next couple of episodes uh, just talking around this. And next week, we're going to have a look at some different renewal movements and kind of the way that they arose from this kind of soil. Mm-hmm. So that's the journey we're going on. I'm looking forward to it. This has been the Catch Podcast. You can find out more at www.catchnetwork.org.nz. See you next week.